0: want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all new issue of Geek in the City Radio and thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and you know co-workers wherever you happen to know enjoys podcasts Um, while you're sharing it if you can give us a five star review on iTunes, Google Play Spotify uh, Podbean where our show originates from anywhere that you can give us a five star rating would be appreciated it helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you and if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash city. You can interact with uh, fellow listeners. You can interact with us. You know what? We just have a great time every week hanging out and being, you know, just the nerds that we are. We all have a lot of fun. We would love you to join us. Twitch.com forward slash city. As always, the podcast will always be free, and let's get it started right now. Well, hello, and welcome to issue six seventy nine of Geek in the City Radio. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Duran.
1: I am one of your other hosts, Benarida.
0: And I'm your other other host, Cable Hashitani. What, what did you say? You got the pants?
1: No, <laughs> uh, I said. <laughs> <coughs> what did I say? I said uh, uh, okay. The the screen is muted. The laptop's muted. Mutes, mutes, mutes. Oh, okay. Which is not the same thing as something being muted. I I do realize this.
0: That is correct. Na, 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 na. And I don't know why I found that so funny, but I do. <laughs> That's kind of becoming one of our shticks, though. It's that right as I'm about to say hello,
1: I one, say something weird. Or, or
0: I do a weird intro that throws you off. Either way, it always ends up with cable giggling at so us. <laughs> Yep. Yes. Um, we are coming to you live from the yes. Guardian Games Studio. Yes, we are. In, Excellent. In sunny Central Eastside, Portland. Like. Uh, the East is, is this still considered uh, Central Industrial
2: Eastside? This is Central. This is technically the Central Eastside Industrial District. Nice. So
0: many words. It is.
1: So many um, words. At least it's not the milk
0: packing district, which is where we used to be. Way, way back in the day. Mm, yep.
1: The the early studio.
0: I. I uh, no Studio 2.0. yeah, it was with, when it was Emerson at Fun employment and then we were on it was still Wednesdays. Mm. Um, and I had re-
2: like I I know that because I recorded the two openings for Rick's shows. So suddenly there was a group of people that knew me because I was the intro like the MC voice for mm. Rick Emerson's shows. And the
1: I presenter?
0: said um,
1: that's not what it's called? I feel like I should Yeah, heard. I was the
0: Don Pardo too. Yeah, that's right. That's
3: right.
0: I was gonna say Johnny from Jeopardy, but
1: yeah, Don yeah,
2: Pardo. Yeah, yeah same Um book. and and I would just um like part of the shtick was saying, coming to you live from the lovely milk packing district of Southeast Portland, Oregon. It's Rick Emerson or something like that. That's right. And Don Taylor. And With Don and Taylor. Yeah, that was yep. the the news program. Yeah.
1: Do kind of want that to be our intro?
2: You want me to do a, sh- a shtick? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess that I guess that is what okay. I'm saying. I like I, I like that shtick.
0: I forgot to hit record. I'm so glad restream saves the audio. Cool. Everything's good. Cool. Well, I do if you remember, like way back in the film fever days, we had Clyde Lewis record like 12 different intros. I
2: don't know that I ever heard any of them that were Film Fever Radio.
0: Okay, yeah, I still have some, on, like on an old hard drive, I still have some of the Clyde's stuff. It's like, coming to you live from Portland, Oregon, home of the wingnut. It's, it's <laughs> Film Fever Radio, because the wingnut was invented here.
1: That's <laughs> shit. So such was a the, weird fact. So was the film screwdriver. Huh. We're uh, such a handy town.
0: Yeah. One time he did one, like uh, a TriMet Operator, like the automated. is like coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. What does I mean? It's Film Evil Radio. I think my favorite is um, coming to you live from Portland, Oregon, where was it? Oh, my God, I forgot. It's uh, where where Jesus backwards is, I like sausage. Like, if you say Jesus loves me, I think, and you play it backwards, I think it says I love sausage or something like that,
1: we no, it no doesn't.
0: Bunch of, I'll have to find it. Look, if there's anyone who knows how to do backward masking, it's him. Yeah, that's... Yeah. No, that that's that tracks. Yeah. God, we used to have so many. My volleyball in my cans. How's that? Uh, a little more? A well, little more. A little more.
2: Oh, yeah, now I... Oh, now you're I, going deep. Yeah. <laughs> am I? Well, it, I mean, it's new, so I don't... Oh, see. that's true. You're probably getting different fidelity I am. Him. Uh yes, Bean has on your, bangs. On your
1: fancy new headphones.
0: My he- fancy yeah. new headphones. Yeah.
1: And my fancy new bangs.
0: That's right. Can't turn your mouth away from the mic when you talk.
1: Sorry. <laughs> that's the other thing too. Now that we're back in the room together, it's weird not to look at each other. I know. And
2: and then people straight right over here. Our our faces are right here.
1: By oh, the magic quite... of recording.
2: <laughs> that, that's that magic, is why it's... if you watch us on Twitch or on YouTube you'll see us just like turning or looking
0: up at Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm looking at Aaron this way. (laughs) I'm always looking at levels over here. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Twitch, like I have to hire like a 19 year old to teach us how to get more viewers on Twitch, or we have to do something or like, I think what people, I think that the crew, big numbers on Twitch are, just going to sound cynical, are sexy and half dressed, which helps a lot. And they're online every day streaming. That's the big one.
2: Uh, I think to get the audience that we want, it does require... I must wear a bathing suit. <laughs> that will get us an audience. Yeah.
1: Is it the audience we want? No.
2: Numbers are numbers, though. <laughs> no. 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 I, I don't want number. I want quality. I don't want, want quality. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I guess I'm... Uh, like, I am harking back to that whole um, it, you need a thousand loyal followers mm-hmm,
3: that go, mm-hmm. yeah, here,
0: here. Here's X number. like Here's that, money a month. Get and we have part. that, but they're not that loyal.
3: <laughs> I mean,
0: what... Here's the thing. I, I always feel like I'm harping on them, and I'm like, eh.
2: I I also... I have a hard time with the, the word loyalty to begin with. Um,
1: I had a very interesting conversation about something similar.
3: recently. Yeah.
2: Like we, like, I, I'm sorry, Guardian Games. I'm going to throw a little bit of shade. Um, so we have, we use a, a company called Lightspeed for our uh, point of sale. Oh, and, yeah, And it has what they call a loyalty program and customers can get rewards and they can earn points
1: yeah like, i signed up i did A too. happy guardian customer mm-hmm. than i am
2: um i train all sales associates to use the word rewards it's our rewards program it's like but it's called the loyalty program I'm like yeah here's the thing loyalty is the thing that governments make you sign papers for to prove that you can stay in the country mm-hmm. fuck that it's our rewards program. And as soon as I put it like that, they're like, "Yo, oh, yeah, rewards. Got it. Right. Um, I, I hate that. I hate that term. I hate it. And it's because it's one for me, it links directly back to the internment camps of World War II. Right. Because the Japanese Americans that were there had to sign loyalty documents mm-hmm. mm,
1: so. in order to be let go. Right. Sometimes.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: I just go back to mafia shit when I hear loyalty.
2: Hmm. Yeah, like there, there is something. Loyalty is nothing that anyone should have to ask for. Like,
1: agree, hard agree yeah, on like, that.
2: Sure, you two know that you have my loyalty. You've never asked me for it, and you never have to. Yeah, and vice versa. Mm. Like, I—that's one of those things. that's like if you have to bring it up, you don't have it.
0: Man, you're like uh, you're like the Batman at the end of The Dark Knight. Commissioner Gordon's all like, I never thanked you. And you'll never have to. Drives, <laughs> and he drives away on the Batcycle. Put the dogs on me. <laughs> I can take it. How many groups have we been a part of where
2: often it gets brought up? It's like, is Cable Batman? Cable's Batman. <laughs> of this group, Cable's Batman. Why? Oh, man. Because so, he's already figured out how to take
0: all of us out. <laughs> uh, so what are Bean and I then? Ooh. Mm. i don't know i know
2: that this came up at like at one of the yar gatherings at some point
0: uh there has been much changing with that well yeah
2: so i don't know
0: that, like these were the the halcyon days of yar i was
1: gonna say we'll that's i that. think that was before my time at all yeah.
0: So yeah yeah
2: this would have been like, you know, 2012 when I was unemployed and ran around with pirates all the time. Oh, <laughs> the good old bad days. Yeah. Late 2012, all of 2013. That's all
1: I did. Man, being underemployed is so great.
2: It was, except for being. <laughs> except for the money except part. For the money, right except for
1: the money part. You've got a
2: cool
0: gig now.
1: I do. I love my job, but it is it is demanding. I am like physically and mentally tired often.
0: Plus, it's like, you have to get up at a certain time. It's that stuff.
1: Yeah. that I don't. Do yes, that. no, I, I yeah, I really shouldn't complain because like my new hours mean I don't have to get up way before you know my my natural rhythm mm-hmm. stuff, uh, and I can stay up a little bit later because I don't have to get so, up so early. I, uh,
2: I didn't hear a single word of that I would ever ever consider a complaint about just come out of you at any point this evening.
1: It's not. Work. It's not. I. One can long for being jobless while also appreciating their job.
2: I would love to not be beholden to any sort of work. I I enjoy my job. I.
0: Mm-hmm. If I was just paid to live, that wouldn't work. Uh, that be awesome. Well, you would, but you would work. We've talked about this many times. You would work I, on stuff that's extra important. To I you. would do all kinds of philanthropic work all the time. Yeah. That's all I would do.
1: I learned today, literally like five minutes before I came in the building, that you can volunteer to hold babies in NICU departments of hospitals. What's because a NICU? The uh, ICU, natal, natal yeah. ICU. Oh, okay. Um, because, you know, people aren't super allowed in there uh, and not only that, but like the parents, if the if the parents aren't staying in the hospital the whole time that the baby's staying in the hospital, mm-hmm. they can't come over constantly just to hold their babies. But babies need holding.
3: Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: It 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 it's it, like mental. It's like It's like psychologically proven. Like babies that are not held enough um, in their infancy end up having like a lot of psychological issues. That explains a lot. Anxiety and stress and. Yep. Hmm.
2: I I think part of that, too, is parents can't be there all the time because they have to work.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. As as opposed to having, you
2: know, a year off paid Mm. for maternity leave.
1: Mm.
0: Both parents. Yep. Oregon's kind of getting there. Uh, that's, yeah.
1: that's true they're they're funding that uh yeah, you can't ma- apply. universal medical leave
0: yeah you can't apply till september but yeah. they are getting there western oregon
2: desperately wants to be the europe of america
1: i'm fine yeah, with that but we're
0: held up by eastern europe <laughs> <laughs> by eastern oregon and europe. big chunks of idaho yeah uh eastern oregon is much like eastern europe <laughs> yeah I don't know. I've never been to Eastern Europe, so I couldn't actually say.
1: I've never been to Europe.
0: I have been to. I've only been to Berlin. Um, well, that doesn't count as Eastern Europe anymore. Um, I mean, it the, never did. It had a wall through it, but
2: the parts of it that
0: were that used
2: to be East Berlin mm-hmm. very much feel like yeah, Eastern yeah. Europe. Um, yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's true now, but like when I went, it was I went in two thousand. 2001. I went in 2001.
0: Um, So they was still pretty fresh. They were still rebuilding big chunks of East Berlin.
2: Yeah, like they had just. There was a brand new mall. In the middle of like what was East Berlin and West Berlin, they had built this new. Shrine to capitalism, which I thought was hilarious. That the site that it was built on used to be a
0: minefield. You can. Remember the show, Head of the Class? Yes. Remember the last few seasons? Well, it was probably before your time. Sorry. The last few seasons when Billy Connolly became yes. the teacher? Yes. And there's that whole episode where he's holding a chunk of the Berlin Wall, and he's like, this used to be the prime example of communism. He's like, and now it's capitalism. They're like, why? He says, because I'm going to sell it for 100 bucks. <laughs> oh, I miss Billy Connolly. Yeah. Oh, Did he pass away, or is he just not because I think he had dementia and either he's passed away or he just came out. He just left the public eye.
2: Yeah. It might be the second one. I don't think he's passed yet. I think he's just, he, yeah, I think the last work that he did may have been, um, hmm, crap. What's the name? Yeah.
0: He is still alive.
2: Yeah.
3: Um,
0: but he has, yeah, he has Parkinson's. That's very extreme. And then he has a sleep, Disorder that just makes him—he has trouble going to sleep. Mm. Yeah.
2: So he's very funny.
0: He's very, very funny. And, he's so funny.
2: Yeah, and I, my head of the class was my uh, initial introduction to him, too.
0: Yeah, same. So, are you gonna like hold babies for charity?
1: I literally just learned about it. That's, um, you know, that's that's free dopamine right there. And it, it, it's good. The babies need it. Okay. And and then I would get free dopamine hits. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So many heads to smell. Ew. Oh, no. I love smelling they a baby smell head. They smell like
0: powder and farts.
1: Not their heads.
0: Their whole bodies too. All right.
1: Just also, why would they- Do your own volunteering Why then? would they- <laughs>
0: I'll take care of puppies. Same thing. <laughs> uh I'm actually bothered by the fact that hospitals don't pay you for that because they are multi-billion-dollar institutions that have the money.
1: It's a good point. I don't know that they don't. I, I, like I said I learned about it five minutes before but, I came to okay, the Okay, but right.
0: that's not my whole beef with like interns, like all of this, right? Like you have the money.
1: Yes, internships are a very classist.
0: Oh man! They, oh yeah, 100 system. Yeah. What are we doing on the show today? Uh,
1: I think we're going to talk about capitalism some more, right? Uh, well, as it, it pertains a to... form
2: to of entertainment, entertainment. Entertainment, yeah. Because we're going to uh, review some of the more recent trailers that have hit. Yeah. Out with some nerd stuff that's coming out that we're kind of excited about.
1: I meant because I thought we were talking about Glass Onion tonight.
0: I we also I totally to forgot we were going to talk about that. I am woefully unprepared to have that
1: conversation. Boo! I went out of my way. I... Turned off Pinocchio to watch Glass the, Onion again The last Guillermo del Toro one? Yeah.
0: Well, crap. Now, it, Glass Onion's great.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll come back to that. Um, all right, let's talk. I did before. really great
0: about Glass Onion. You know, I, saw, I think it was or a writer named Kelly Knox. Mm-hmm. She pitched a Muppets version of a Benoit Blanc movie. And she's like, no, no, you don't understand. It's not just, you know, a Benoit Blanc mystery with Muppets and benoit blanc and she's like no daniel radcliffe stars as himself and he is murdered and the muppets bring in benoit blanc to solve the murder of or not daniel craig daniel craig
1: as himself
0: plays himself he gets murdered
1: and then benoit blanc and then benoit
0: Blanc comes in so yeah like daniel craig is murdered on like the set of the muppets
1: okay
2: i follow the logic now like it's a Muppet show. It's
0: a Muppet show. It's, the, it's an episode of the Muppet show where Daniel,
2: where their very special guest, Daniel Craig. Yeah.
0: yeah. So she first tweeted that. And even like Ryan Johnson was like, uh, you know, guys, let me just, I get it. And he, and he stopped and he went, wait a minute. You're saying we kill Daniel Craig. So Benoit Blanc is brought in by the studio to solve the murder of Daniel Craig at the Muppet show. She's like, yes. She's like, I'm in. I will find a way right. to write that film. <laughs> all
2: right, yeah, yeah, I'm up. I, I'm I'm here for that.
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah, huh? I would totally be down for watching that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I don't. I I totally forgot.
2: Uh, what we're
1: gonna talk I mean, about yes. It. I think everyone knows by now that we all enjoy it, right? With, yes, you have seen it, right? Oh yeah, I okay.
2: watched it uh, during the holiday break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Merrick came centers and brought it up, and we're like, "Hey, I." I think Glass Onion is on Netflix now. It's like cool. Let's watch it.
3: Yeah, Yeah.
2: it's
0: wonderful.
1: Um, Uh, I don't usually feel. How do I phrase this? I rarely ever say this, but it's definitely a movie that gets better with each watch because, like, more of the like you know about stuff ahead of time now. But then there's other stuff you didn't notice. But now that you know what you know, it's it's more. Yeah, you
2: just did the thing that I catch people in conversation talking about Glass Onion, always doing and some people roll with it and some people catch themselves and use different phrasing, but everyone wants to talk about how many layers are in the movie.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's in the name. It's in the name.
2: It's also in the dialogue. They talk about how the entire story and everything that goes on and the Glass Onion itself is multiple layers. Like, so... It it fascinates me that that infects the conversation that happens about the movie and around the movie.
3: My Um,
1: favorite thing that I noticed on the second watch is that the the antagonist himself is ostensibly a glass onion. He -hmm. seems like someone who has a lot of um, layers and complexity. Mm -hmm. I think it's even like verbatim said, he's so complex- but then, you know, after a certain mm-hmm. point, you realize, no, you a dum dum.
3: Oh yeah. He's like, an idiot.
1: After after a point, you see right through that guy. Yeah. Glass onion. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. Well, that one of the final lines of the movie from Benoit Blanc is like when he finally freaks out when he realizes that Edward Norton's character stole the murder idea from him. He's mm-hmm. like, he's like, no, no. Your one slice of genius.
1: You stole <laughs> the from only thing me. with any panache. Anything with any panache you stole from me.
0: Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to, there's a book in the background also. No, it's a book that Benoit Blanc is reading in the bathtub. Oh. That is all about. I forgot the book's title, but it's it plays with the same concept of time to mm. reveal the story as Glass Onion does. You get half, you get like a third way into it, and like shit goes south, and you're like, well, what now? The whole book then jumps back and brings you back up to speed.
2: Here's what's really going on.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I love that variety of. What, what do you call that? What do you call this genre besides comedy? I'm
0: not sure. I mean, it's a mystery. I. Ensemble mysteries.
3: hmm
0: You know, so, like, Noises Off, Mystery. Clue. Mystery. Any Poirot, any yes, just... Agatha Christie era, well, era that they're all, pro- they're all hers. But I'm talking about, like, the original, like, Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile. Right. You know. Although I don't yes, mind the Kenneth Romansons that much. They're not bad.
2: I I think I'm still a fan of the Peter Euston of Echo Poirot. Oh, I am, too. Yeah. um, but... though, though it is that little... I can't remember the actor's name. The one who is actually Belgian.
0: <laughs> uh, well, because Poirot is Belgian, right? Yes.
2: Because everyone calls him French in the books, and he's like, I am Belgian. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's is very insulted. Yeah, I can't remember. What name. is
1: that actor's name?
2: Anyway, I'll look it up.
0: It's fine. All right.
1: But Here we are. We're, we're not we're actually going to okay, talk about Blastudia
0: yes. today. Yeah, Yeah. Peter Usunoff. You're right. No.
2: Yes, but there's another. What the? Oh, I can't remember. What? 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 Sorry, I just what. Not
0: clear, kid. Court. Blow this, huh? A new night court. Ooh,
1: wow! I could have sworn I
0: actually heard. Wow, we're just gonna go all over the place, aren't we? I
1: guess
0: so. Uh, It has uh,
2: John Larroquette as Dan Fielding.
0: See, and I. John
2: Larroquette passed away. No, John Larroquette. No, I was clearly wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but it uh, stars Melissa Rauch as the as the judge. Yeah, Judge Stone. Judge Stone.
0: Oh, so still Judge Stone? Because wasn't it Harry, Harry Stone?
2: Harry Stone. That's right.
0: Dan Fielding is still there. Um, oh, he's a public defender now.
2: Interesting. I I will one hundred percent give this a try. Yeah, I'm. I adored the first Night Court. I was... But I went here because I was looking up.
1: Uh... I, I distinctly remember watching it as a kid. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you anything about it now.
0: I, I only saw it in syndication. I don't think I ever saw it live. It would have been on KME, TV, Channel 21, out of Reno, Sparks, Carson Valley.
2: I, I saw it live when it aired. Um, I... I was all in for the Harry and Billy relationship from season one. And then... Who was Billy? She was the first public defender. Oh, okay. Before, what's her name? Before Marky Post. Marky Post came on second season and and remained.
1: That's Steven Root? Yes. Huh. So young.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, I do believe that it was also um... Brent Spiner's first major television role.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He used to run the commiss He used to run the newspaper stand in the commissary. That's because he's also an Okie. That's right. Uh, he and his wife, my wife, they had
2: moved from Oklahoma. <laughs> that had pilot. This is how he talked. <laughs> this was this was my introduction to Brent Spiner, mm-hmm. and then I found out he was going to be on um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I'm like. Really? That
0: guy? Uh, here's what throws me off. So the season seven episode. This is actually just playing at Tinker Tavern a few nights ago, and I was mm-hmm. there. Was the really awkward season seven episode of TNG masks oh, with geez. that weird space uh-huh. MazTech race that like rewrites data and they start to it starts to rewrite the Enterprise.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But one of the voices he does is his not course <laughs> uh, <I>, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's funny.
0: Um, yeah. So every time I see that episode now, I'm like, no, no, this is Bob from Night Court. I'm, I'm sorry, but you're Bob. Mm-hmm.
3: Um...
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's so weird.
2: Circling back. Yes. Um, I specifically was talking about David Suchet, the
0: who whole... was the BBC-era Poirot. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: the mustache that went like
0: this. Norm just said tonight on Chon and trekking. Ew. Um, what? Stick between your teeth and gums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I grew up around that stuff. It's the worst.
1: Is is there really such a thing as court at nighttime? Night
0: not, court? Night,
2: I mean, not in, in the Portland, city, but, In the city of New York? It's probably. city
0: that never sleeps. contemplating
1: no my brain froze um it's <laughs> weird that that's weird right uh i mean
0: no because as cli- there is still one in new york uh i mean i guess not to be cliche but like new york doesn't ever stop there's an entire society that is from sundown to sunup
1: well i would say it's less about the culture of new york uh, in in that regard as it is about uh Backlogs. A, uh, lo- a lot of a lot of bigger cities have a backlog of yep. cases so because there's more than you can get done in a 40-hour work week. Right. I'm actually
0: reading here on A&E's True Crime Blog. True Crime blog and there is a night court to not violate the Sixth Amendment right to a speedy trial. Mm. And they just can't get to all of them during the day. So they, they run at night.
1: Just start cranking out three shifts.
0: Mm-hmm. Then eventually, was it yeah, Mel Torme would show up? Yes, because that was uh, Harry's favorite performer was Mel Torme. Yes, yep. Um, and the guy who played Harry was an actual like stage mag- uh, magician also. Mm-hmm. Uh, if slide you go- of hand. Hmm. He
3: did.
0: Slide yep. Of hand. And if you, because if you go to the uh, American made magic, which is now in Lloyd Center instead of Mall Two Hundred Five,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he has an entire box set like that, like his design. He's passed away. I know he's passed away. Yeah, he did. You can still buy, like, his box set of, like, early sleight-of-hand tricks.
2: What the hell was that actor's name?
0: Uh, just got to keep that IMDb open. Harry Anderson.
2: Right. Yeah. Because his Harry started out on Cheers, and then a version of that, it, that's... That's Night
0: Nightcart's a spinoff of
2: Cheers, of Cheers, huh?
3: Is it? Yeah, because God.
2: Harry was a grifter. Who use sleight of hand magic to grift people at the bar and they would and always throw him out. He
0: eventually gets caught and he's put before the judge at night court because he has a mentor judge who says, like, you got basically like you've got skills. I'll pay for you to go to law school to become a judge. I could have sworn that's part of his background.
2: I feel like it is. I don't know if they ever did that on air, but I think that they talked about it.
0: Yeah. Because kind of like in my cousin Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Vinny has that judge who helped him out to become a lawyer. Because we never, there's never the
2: through line that says um, Harry moved from Chicago to, no, it's, Cheers is in Boston.
3: Cheers he is in Boston.
2: Yeah. he. They never say that he moved from Boston to New York.
1: Uh, so here's a, a little little blurb about it. Anderson appeared in three season one episodes of NBC's Cheers as local flim flam man slash magician Harry the Hat Giddy. Yeah. Including a memorable Sting episode in which he starred. That role, which he would reprise a few times later on the then-rising sitcom, led to his landing the lead in Night Court. Yeah, season one, so, like, mm-hmm, from yeah. the beginning. Yep. God, this show just turned into Nick at Night. Which I'm kind of fine with. I
0: can do <laughs> this, this show. Weird. yes. Yes, yeah. it did.
2: I'm sorry. I derailed it
0: by saying that there was a new one coming.
2: No, it's fine. I um, mean,
1: we said we were talking about new shows, and, and then, this is a new show that's coming. Yeah.
0: That is true. I had no. I had heard rumblings, and then I just forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, Ah, that's fucking cool, man. That makes me happy. Uh, Norms mentioned, yeah. The The cheer reverse. Fraser, Coach. I always forget Coach was a spinoff of Mm -hmm. Cheers. Um,
1: Is that with um?
0: uh, Coach is with. um, Oh my god, Mr. Incredible. Um. Uh, Craig G. Nelson. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: And Jerry Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke's brother. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, uh, I, I think younger brother. Yep.
3: Because Dick the... Van Dyke
0: is like 96 years old. <laughs> the motherfucker's still dancing with like a barbershop quartet.
3: hmm
0: Yeah.
1: You stay active.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what is the connection, uh, the character connection with Coach and Cheers? Uh
0: trying to remember well there was a character nicknamed coach on cheers that's who woody harrison replaced because that actor died
2: right right we
0: might be missing that up maybe it didn't connect.
2: that coach was sam's old coach
0: yes when
2: sam was in the minor leagues major leagues
0: yeah he never made it to the big game he never made it to the show right because he had a drinking problem That's the other thing they hardly ever talk about is that Sam is a recovering alcoholic that runs Cheers.
1: I remember that. Yeah. Which is
0: why he runs a bar. It's why he runs a bar. If he's around it all the time, he has no desire for it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coach Ernie Pantuso.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man. So weird. (laughs) So do you want to talk about trailers or do we just keep going on? Yeah. Nick at night tangents.
2: So I'll, we'll start with uh, Renfield. That's the one I pulled up. Okay. Um, this is starring Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage. That's right. Um, the person I didn't know that's in this that I'm like, well, I've really got to watch it. And Aquafina. It's, it's Aquafina.
0: Narva Aquafina Prince. or uh, Ben Schwartz. I didn't know he was in it, also. I really like Ben Schwartz. Oh, shit. Adrian Martinez is in it, too. Yep. He's the food truck owner in Stumptown.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, it's a cool cast. I mean, they may not, all of them may not survive because it appears to be a. I didn't realize he was going to be like that bloody from what I saw on the trailer. I'm like, all right, I'm down. I'm good with that.
2: And so the, the premise is it's a, a modern day version of the story of Dracula where Renfield is trying to free himself from servitude of Dracula.
0: Right, and Nicolas Cage is Dracula. I
2: think that's that's it. That's all. That's all everyone needs.
0: It's pretty. Wild. I remember that was the pitch I first heard. They're like, "There's a show. There's a movie coming out called Renfield, and Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula." I'm like, "Say no more. I,
2: right. will, I will done.
0: go see this film." But now I really want to see it.
2: I do remember when footage started, like photos from the set got leaked, and people were like, "Yo, check out Goth Nicolas Cage and his reaction to paparazzi is like." Why would you people think I wasn't goth? Yeah. It's like why would people think I'm not goth in the first place? It's like wait, Oh no, you're right. Yeah. Wait, who said
1: that? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas
0: Cage. He's
2: like Nicolas dark Cage side. is
0: fucking goth. Like of course he is. I mean, if people you may not see these movies that way, but if people not seeing like Mandy or the color of the color from out of space Ghostwriter, mm-hmm. Ghost Ghost Rider. Go- <laughs> Ghost Rider. Um, fuck the other one he did. Um, the I was gonna say the Five Nights at Freddy's. It's not it, but it's based clearly on right Five, Night at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah,
2: like um, vampires kiss. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like <laughs> all of his, he's worked with Lynch. Uh, like all of these yeah. things, he's he is. It's like oh okay, nope, nope. You're right. Nicholas Cage is goth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. He's uh, definitely like he's elder goth. We we we. Oh, that's right. The yeah. elder
0: goth. He's elder goth.
1: And yeah. uh, Nicholas Holt was uh, in a movie that came out very recently that seems like no one was talking about.
0: I do want to see this.
1: It is great. Um, the menu? You saw it? The menu. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, Jen and I are going to see it sometime this week.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm not going to tell you anything about I it because I think it's going to be another one of those that's, it's good to go in blind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: forgot he was a war boy. The war boy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's
2: right. I keep thinking that was the first movie I saw him in and then I realized...
3: Warm Bodies? Oh, no, Warm Bodies all
2: kinds of movies. Uh, no, the, I think the first movie I saw him in was X-Men First Class.
1: Oh, But I don't remember him in that. He's Beast. Wait, did I even watch that?
0: Oh, shit. He's Beast? He's Beast? That's right. Yeah. He's just covered in blue. Yeah.
1: Right. He seems so young to be Beast.
2: X-Men First Class takes place in the 60s.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> uh,
0: I think my favorite part of the Renfield trailer... Is when Renfield's at the group therapy, and like Dracula's at the threshold, and the leader's like, "Oh, please come on in." He's like,
1: "No." Oh well, wow. baby boy, just working all the time. He's got fifty-five credits.
2: Yep, I think he's and, also got to earn in a Hulu TV series called The Great, which is about Catherine. The Great.
1: Yes. Oh my god, that show's so good. Yeah, I love that
2: he, show. He's
1: the her husband. He is. Uh, you know the the what is he czar
0: yes. emperor Tsar. I mean, uh, well, it's not going to end well for him. Just FYI, <laughs>
1: or any of them. Yeah, he's a he's Peter. He, he's trying to be Peter the Great.
0: Is he great at it? <sighs> no. Oh, as it no Peter the Great was a horrible ruler. So he was the, awful.
2: The director of Renfield is Chris McKay, uh, known for the Tomorrow War. And the Lego Batman movie.
0: Oh, oh shit! No wonder Norm said Robert Kirkman. I'm. It's I'm... a Skybound movie. Oh! Hmm. All right. Look at Skybound finally pulling something off. <laughs> Oops! Was that out loud?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. Anyway. Yeah, no, and they get a little fancy with the titles they own and sell movie rights back and forth and back and forth to keep them in their ownership. Yeah. It's a little, yep. sh- it's a
2: little shady. Yeah, yes, it is.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. This isn't
2: uh, McKay's first live action movie, but it is. Like, I like the fact that a lot of his uh, previous directorial pieces have been animation. He's done Robot Chicken, he's done uh, yeah, the Lego Batman movie. He was an editor on the Lego movie. Like, nice. oh, okay, you are automatically already getting a pass from me on
0: this.
1: I'm trying to remember if I liked the Tomorrow War or not.
0: Probably not. Uh, probably not. I, Most people just not good.
1: It did, it up, did it end up being a little cheesy?
2: I don't know.
0: I didn't watch it. It's not good. And Amazon dumped a ton of that was coming out when I was in Madrid. Was it last year? year Whatever. Last uh, year. There were Tomorrow War posters everywhere in Madrid and like, video posters they had put up. Like, Amazon dumped a ton of money to get people Mm. to... uh, In fact, there was a... I think there was a time that if you ordered something from Amazon, they would send you a Tomorrow War Blu-ray. Wow. (gasps) Yeah. They were like, watch this movie! It's not good.
1: Uh, Oh, uh, this guy... uh, What did you say? Daniel McKay? Chris. Chris McKay. I'm going to have a hard time remembering his first name because I'm just going to always think Adam McKay. Uh, He did another... uh, Speaking of, like, under underrated shows he did moral oral which is a um stop motion animation oh
3: okay,
1: um, oh, okay. it's it's just like one of those adult swim kind of cartoons
2: 20 episodes he directed
1: hmm i think that might be all of the show
2: <laughs> it ran from 2005 to 2009 so really yeah. hmm.
1: i only remember it being on tv for a little while huh. it was funny though i enjoyed it
0: but yeah, yeah that's uh, Renfield's April, I think. Nice. April's going to be a fun month, I think. Yeah, I think so. Because also in April, <laughs> we get Evil Dead Rise.
1: Oh my God, I guys. I am so there for... I, I'm actually not sure. I, I've never said this about a movie. I don't know if I can handle it.
0: So when it's not being... There's a weird... like There's a delineation within the Evil Dead franchise. And I think they're all equally valid in their own way. There's the original Evil Dead, even I actually don't call it a remake, the 2013. I'll tell people why in a minute. And then there's Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, where they get more slapsticky because Raimi wanted to do more. He he loves the Three Stooges. So the Three Stooges stuff is like in all the Evil Dead movies, even the dark serious ones. But the whole point of the Evil Dead is that Sam Raimi believes that. The the entity shouldn't just kill you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It has to punish you. It has to make you suffer because you brought this on yourself. That also translates to Raimi's thinking of the audience. Like you willingly came to see this movie. You will now be punished for it. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, not wrong. It's like visceral. Like in the first Evil Dead, I will never look at a pencil the same way. Uh the the spoilers, but that movie's forty years old now the pencil that is just driven into a woman's ankle. And then he just twists and grinds it like, and you hear the, woman's like, you hear the woman screaming. as like blood is fake. Blood's coming out of her ankle. I think that will soon be supplicated by the fucking cheese grater scene that they show <laughs> evil dead rise. I
1: can't, I can't. Um,
0: I, I don't know how much they're going to show in the movie. I'm betting we're going to see some like grated flesh. No, stop.
1: stop. Oh my God. Um,
0: but man, in that trailer, I'm like,
1: Oh man. There is a lot of not I mean like there's body horror and then there's body horror. Mm-hmm. This is a
0: He doesn't do lynch body horror. And this isn't Sam Raimi by the way, he's producing it.
2: That that is true. The director is Lee Cronin. This looks like this is his second feature length film. Um he's done episodes of television. And a short called Ghost Train that was then uh, put together in a movie called Minutes Past Midnight, which was a collection of shorts. His other feature-length movie is called The Hole in the Ground. Wow. Um, The description on IMDb is a single mother living in the Irish countryside with her son begins to suspect... He may not be her son at all. I wonder if it's on Shutter. And fears his increasingly disturbing behavior is linked to a mysterious sinkhole in the forest behind their house. I want that. That sounds cool. A sinkhole?
1: The, no, that movie. I yeah, want to see that sure. movie.
0: I need like a weekend with friends that like to watch horror so I can watch him. I love to watch horror, but eventually you want to watch him with friends, not just alone. Uh the director also freakishly looks like a very young Tim Burton. A little bit. Little Kinda bit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, is that Tim Burton, son?
2: Does Tim Burton have kids?
1: I don't know. No idea. I have no idea. Go
2: ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say that I I feel like we have uh, a weekend together at some point.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have our... No longer Star Trek Star Trek in Seattle weekends. Yeah. Wait,
0: so we have two like huge rooms in the Paramount Hotel in Seattle and we stay in and watch movies. <laughs> yeah. You know you we said could you,
1: you said you won in a weekend.
0: I know, but we could do that somewhere else without dropping 2K.
1: <laughs> I thought the rooms were non-refundable.
0: <laughs> One of them is. Mm. We'll go into that later. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: anyway. Um,
2: it it is more of the sometimes you have to get away from all external in order to be able to do that. like That's true. If we are not in our home own homes, we are not left to our own devices. All of our devices are away from us.
1: That's true. I could just
0: bring a laptop with like the HDMI connection to a Tate to a TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never know what the hotel is going to have.
1: That's the thing about like like having a weekend in is like you're surrounded by all of your obligations if you stay home. Uh,
0: Beck says he does have a son and daughter with Helen Bond. I was just
1: looking that up. I'm like, what?
0: That's a weird. Those are some weird kids, I bet. Of course they are. Uh, <laughs>
1: But oh. they're not together, right?
0: I don't know <laughs> if they're still together.
2: Uh, yes. I think they are. I, I, I'm just catching up on the chat and reading, I have accidentally
0: cheese grated my
2: hand purposefully on a leg. Yuck.
0: Yeah, no, I've done that too on my hand before. Like you're not paying attention. Not so much with cheese, but when I want to grate just a couple of potatoes to make hash browns and then like your knuckles hit it. Oh, oh can I give you something oh. that's going to be worse? Do it.
1: What?
2: So, you know I shave my head, right? Uh-oh. Yes. Um, this has happened more than once. Where I've just been... I shave my head in the shower. I do not watch myself in a mirror. I can't. If I watch myself, I cut myself. I used to do it in the shower too when I did So, so. I do everything by feel. It, like, I lather my head and I just stand in the shower and shave sure. my head. Sure, that
1: makes sense.
2: But if I get a rhythm going too fast while I'm doing this Uh-oh. with both the hands... I will miss and get my. I have clipped Yowza! a finger and shaved off.
1: No! Of my,
2: oh no! Like my fingernail down to here.
1: Stop! Stop! Yeah. Okay. Oh. oh my god! I and, don't know why I can't handle these things anymore. <laughs> I, I've, I've. I did. I'm not known to be squeamish. Yeah, you They're gruesome. I, yeah.
2: Like I've done this, and Merrick always knows when I've done this because. <laughs>
1: Because everyone in the building knows you've done this? Oh,
2: man, do I yell. One of the few times I will yell in pain. And she'll just go, shave your finger off again.
0: Yep. (laughs) I think it's because.
1: I've got like shivers right now. Those are one of those
0: injuries that is like, there's nothing life-threatening about them. No, but all of those. Or debilitating. It only exists to hurt you.
2: All of those nerves are right there. And for hours afterwards, everything is just. You're like, wow! I can feel it all. Puck, 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 Every heartbeat. Puck, puck, puck. You're like, yeah. This is. <laughs> oh, this really hurts. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Oh, but then oh, you got to keep poking at it,
2: and you do. You're just like, oh man, this is awful. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, okay, since I did promise it really quick, I will tell you why the 2013 Evil Dead is not a reboot. Okay, yes, please. It is a sequel. Yes. So it goes Evil Dead. Uh huh. Evil Dead Two. Yep. Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh For me, then it goes the Evil Dead. 2013,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: because in the 2013 Evil Dead, the classic is parked behind the cabin overrun with vines. Okay. Because I just believe the Necronomicon just goes back to be found because it's always testing men, it's always testing humanity. Then it's Ash versus the Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. Spoilers Ash versus Evil Dead ends with Ash being thrown into the future, Mm -hmm. which means Evil Dead Rise will take place at the end of Ash versus Evil Dead, where Ash is gone. Like like Bruce Campbell's characters in the future now, so that's the timeline that I put this in. I actually think they are all one timeline. Um. So if we were to do a modern with an Ash, with a Williams, because Ash's daughter is in, is in Evil Dead. Ash versus Evil Dead, and just like she doesn't lose her arm, she doesn't lose her hand. She loses like fingers. And he's like, you're part of the family now, kid. Um.
2: I- I have a different theory on that. All right. And that is, uh, I follow your timeline. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. Yeah. Evil Dead 2013. Yeah. But then it goes from Evil Dead 2013 to Evil Dead Rise.
0: Oh, that makes more sense. Because and Ash versus
2: it doesn't go to Ash versus. Ash versus the Evil Dead is a parallel timeline. When Ash came back to the future he didn't come back to his original future. He came to an alternate timeline. Oh, that's right. Because the reason he ends up in the future is the apocalypse
0: happens. That's the director's cut of Army of Darkness. The theatrical he ends up now. The No, director's no cut. I mean
2: Ash versus the Evil S- Desert S- TV Dork. series?
0: Yeah, he ends up in the future eventually.
2: Yes, because the apocalypse happens. Right. And he's oh, not right. unconscious and is it kept in stasis until he's brought alive again in the future. By a
0: cyborg, babe. Right.
2: So <laughs> that's, that world is a different world than what, like, because this Evil Dead Rise feels contemporary now. Yeah. And it, Ash versus Evil Dead would have, that apocalypse would have happened, well, you know, when the pandemic happened.
0: I guess that's true.
3: Mm.
2: so i i think i think we're dealing with two different timelines we
0: might be because he does have a quick cameo at the end of the credits of ash in the 2013 mia Hmm. she's it cuts it mia's on the side of the road and a a car pulls up and he looks out and he goes groovy (laughs) um
2: of course he does
0: yeah i i'm also just going to be jazzed for all the behind the scenes stuff because there's not a single person that's ever been in any Evil Dead movie and hasn't come out being like, "I," they just break you. <laughs> like the woman who played Mia in the 2013, like Bruce Campbell pulling her aside and is like, are you sure you're ready for this? He's like, it's physically demanding. It's exhausting. Like you are going to be on camera in freezing mud. Like he's like, she's like, I got this. I got this. He's like, all right, kid. Let's, let's go make us an Evil Dead movie.
1: I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that he knows he's torturing his stars. Bruce isn't. Sam is.
0: Sam well, Sam didn't do the 2013. It just became this thing of
1: oh, I a, misunderstood. Bruce asked her.
0: Bruce yeah. said, Are you sure you're ready for this? Because uh. you're now in an evil dead movie. And oh, I think by yeah, nature they're like yeah,
2: it was a peer-to-peer
0: hang. Oh, hey, yeah. Gotcha, get ready.
2: gotcha.
1: I, I miss Sam
2: beat me up with a car. Yeah. Are you sure you're ready for <laughs>
0: Sam threw dirt on his face in the grave. Anytime Bruce Campbell is punished. Sam Raimi did. That's why even spoilers at the end of fucking Spider Man is it No Way Home?
2: It's not. It's uh, Multiverse of Madness.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Multiverse yeah. of Madness. Like you know, Pizza Papa is just hitting himself on the face. That's Sam getting <laughs> Bruce to beat himself up. That's on camera. on camera. That is 100% why it's that way. Mm-hmm. There's an entire cut scene from The Quick and the Dead. Where Sam Raimi couldn't get uh, the dude who played Commissioner <laughs> Gordon in the Burton movies. Oh yeah, to like go. to act out like no, a I'm scene. Like
2: a yeah, but yeah.
0: So Raimi wrote an entire sequence where Bruce Campbell plays this character who is a complete asshole to the bartender's daughter, so that that actor can just beat up Bruce and give him a reason for being there. And Sam's like, "Thanks, Bruce. Way to do it." And he's like, "Is it ever going to make it on the theater?" No tortured <laughs> tortured Bruce for like 3 days and then told him it's never making it on the theatrical cut. I just needed you to get the actor to do his job.
1: Wow. What a relationship they have.
0: I think it's beautiful. I mean, they they went to school.
2: Sam's, I'm not
1: saying it's bad. It's I, just I feel like very uh, unique. uh Toby it's McGuire
2: kind of has the same kind of or ha- can tell some
1: stories like a similar experience.
0: Yep. Mhm. Well, even on Multiverse of Madness, like the woman who played the young woman who played America Chavez, there's some behind the scenes where they're like, she's like, yeah, it was really physically demanding. And, you know, Benedict, who is this very proper English trained actor. Mm. She's like, we're both like, we can't wuss out in front of Sam Raimi. Like, if he wants this shot, we have to do the shot. Like it's the, it, Sam's very professional, but it's just known. If it's a physically demanding movie, He's gonna strap you to a wire and fling you across the room and slam you into a wall with with stunt people there. But yeah, I'm jazzed. So I don't know who I'm gonna see it with, but <laughs> I'm jazzed for it.
2: I mean, I'll go see it with you.
3: Yay! Uh,
1: I am gonna see it. I, I'm definitely gonna see it.
2: Yeah. Uh, I was looking up Drag from Hell. Oh, Drag Me from Hell? Dra- yeah. Drag, Drag me, me to hell. hell. Drag me to hell. Which is another one of his. Allison Loman. Allison Loman was another. Like sh- has she not told stories about like
0: the? Raimi
2: ran her through the ringer.
0: So that entire when she's digging up the mm-hmm. Force and Teller woman to give her back the button, mm-hmm. what no one realized is that there was a chemical compound in that mud mixture that she didn't even know either she was allergic to. And they couldn't figure out why she wasn't breathing correctly. And they realized that she was allergic to the mud in that scene. Um, But there's an entire behind the scenes, the car fight between her and the old woman Mm -hmm. who is the grandmother in Malcolm in the middle. (laughs) Uh, They built a car that could be completely disassembled so the camera, could be put in different angles. So they could just have this visceral fight scene and drag me to hell.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, that's a movie that I need to watch again Because I did not appreciate it at all The it's first so time good. I saw it And you will never ever uh-uh. shut up About no, what a so great good. movie it it's is It's so
0: good Because also this movie came out during the height of the housing crisis And the villain that's I would good. argue allison Loman is the villain She is. She could have helped that old woman on her mortgage one more time But chose not to And then shamed her in the bank mm. Took the family home so, yeah, the height of the housing crisis, Sam Raimi made a movie about the evils of real estate and banking.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But he did it with demons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know Greg Nibbler hates it because he hates the ending. And I'm like, it's not called Almost Drag Me to Hell. It's Oh, called...
2: because it... Because it... she loses.
0: Yeah, there's not a happy ending in that no. movie. No. I, I love it for that. That's why I love it. Like, no, he told you exactly what's going to happen. And... It's what happened. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. A little will derail there. We should take a quick break. Before I start talking like like Robert Tappert's impersonation of Sam Raimi. And a break we shall take. First up, we have our longest sponsor, Guardian Games. They have been with us since the very beginning at three. Well, they didn't stay at 345 Southeast Taylor Street or start there. But you know what? That, that's where they're at now. Um, and they're an even bigger sponsor than ever before. So yeah, again, check them out. 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. They have all the new games as they come out. Um, you know, if you're a and d person and you're kind of freaking out about this d- one D&D, OGL, one point whatever, uh, you know that D&D's not the only role-playing game, right? And Guardian Games is massive physical proof of that. Uh, just because it's the 800-pound gorilla doesn't mean it's the only one out there. So Peru's they're massive selection of role-playing games. They have your typical, you know, sword and sorcery fantasy stuff. But any genre you can think of, there's a role-playing game about it. Uh, and, you know, you can enjoy it. There's one, it's like, we are raccoons in space and we cannot fly this tree, this ship that sounds amazing. You can role-play about the legendary Russian night witches, witches of World War II. Um, you know, there's Pathfinder. If you want another, like, old-school you know, dragon style, you know, game or whatnot. What I'm saying is that it doesn't matter what kind of game you're into role playing game. Guardian games is going to have it. So, so check it out. Yeah. Don't give your money to WotC, I guess, Uh, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Games out there, games galore. Guardian games has it. And when you pick up that new uh, role playing game for yourself and your party, make sure you mention you heard about it on geek in the city radio. And of course, uh, before we keep moving forward, I'm going to um, remind people again, and probably until the end of January, Season of the Bruja Volume 1 hits all comic book and bookshelves on January 25th. That's a Wednesday. Wherever you can get books or comics, Season of the Bruja is going to be there. If it's not guaranteed to be there, you need to ask that store manager to order it. Um, I have found out that most of my local comic book shops sold out of single issues, Um I have a slight idea of how the book is doing. So what I'm saying is get your hold in now um, because they are going to go fast, which is pretty damn cool. And then you can get your copy signed by me if you live anywhere near the Portland area on Saturday, January 25th from 3 to 5 p.m. I will be signing books and posing with babies at (laughs) Books with Pictures over there on uh, Southeast Division Street. So huge thanks to, to Katie and everybody at Books with Pictures. And to Oni for setting this all up, so the Season of the Bruja Volume 1 has a fun launch party, January 28th, 3pm to 5pm, that is a Saturday. And then finally, as always, a huge thank to RevNats, Reverend Nats Hard Cider, I got to see a lot of fans at the speakeasy, so hello everyone who said hi, you were all so super cool, Uh, the person, I'm going blank on the name, with the uh, official holiday fruitcake, Thank you. It was delicious. My partner and I enjoyed it immensely. So, yeah, that's just an example of how Revnat and our show work together to bring the community together. So, a big thanks to Revnat of Reverend Nat's Hard Cider, who, even though we're no longer recording remotely, has still provided some equipment for us. That's very cool to keep Geek in the City running well, which we're going to get back to right now. Okay, we're back. we're back. All right. Okay, one more quick thing. If you're ever having a bad day and you want to laugh and you have Evil Dead 2 on Blu ray or your DVD, watch the fucking director's commentary. It's just like listening in on your friends just rip into each other about making a movie. It's just delightful. That one and the mall rats commentary is also great because it's just Ben Affleck taunting Kevin Smith not being able to shoot a scene because Ben had just won for Goodwill Hunting. Uh. Nice. <laughs> anyway.
2: I think the the line that gets me in the trailer for um, Evil Dead Rise is from the little girl who goes, Auntie Beth, you're going to
0: make a great mom someday. <laughs> really? You know how to lie to kids. Yeah. But- <laughs> That's a good one. Yep. Yeah, and the way that woman at the end says, mommy's with the marriage now. With mm-hmm. that video, that audio processing, like, oh, yeah. that is so good. Yeah. And the Condarian chant on vinyl. Mm-hmm. How very modern. I, I feel like we're going
2: to get a copy of that from Waxworks.
0: I really hope that's on the soundtrack. Uh, my Mondo version of the Evil Dead, or, you know, it's Waxworks of the 2013 Evil Dead, has just the most insidious thing on side A. Once you've listened to it, if you don't go change the album immediately, that little that little dead space where the needle's not supposed to move, mm-hmm. it's slowly moving, and there's a track right by the paper. And it's one of the opening lines of the movie with this young girl who yells out, I will
2: fucking eat your
0: soul, and then it stops. I'm like, Jesus. Nice. Yeah.
2: Um, this is not an endorsement. Uh <laughs> it's certainly not a paid endorsement. But the, the thing that I like about Waxworks over Mondo, Mondo gets a lot of big names and mm-hmm. they're very flashy and they're very pretty. Waxworks seems to care about the audio quality of their final pressings.
0: Yes. Mondo. <laughs> quality i think has gone down i would yeah. agree and i think i still like mondo uh i think they're more interested in doing vinyl toys and posters now mm-hmm. uh mondo getting bought by funco we're now starting to oh, see okay um, but you're right uh waxworks is straight up solid vinyl pressings yeah. waxworks Light in the attic and death waltz which i think is just a spin-off of waxworks mm-hmm. death waltz records
2: Yeah, that's one of the things that I've liked about what, like, I'm not a vinyl collector, but, like, the ones that I picked up for, like, I picked up stuff for you.
0: I think you and Merrick one year got me the subscription. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Yeah, that that was
2: awesome. awesome. And then, like, I, like, I will go through and find stuff for Merrick on there, and it's, she's always like, the audio quality is just superior.
0: Yeah, no, they do a better job of it. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, waxwork is great.
0: Yeah, they're not a paid endorsement. We would accept. One. Oh my god!
2: We would one hundred percent be a shill for wax. <laughs>
3: I'll do
0: it just in trade for a while. You want to send us like your next quarter? Done. I'll bring back drive time at the drive-in if I'm allowed to play your audio.
1: Oh hell yeah! Oh, man.
0: That would be glorious. Yeah. Also, guys, vamp. I'll be right back.
1: They have all of yeah. Jordan Peel stuff. Seems like. Oh yeah, they
2: do. Like
0: uh, oh, and they're they... get and the the Get Out and the Us vinyls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially the Us one. The art is gorgeous. When you open it, it comes with um, paper doll cutouts to put the Us killers over the family portrait. You can slide it back and forth on the slipcase. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: What else? Nosferatu.
2: Oh, yeah. It, like, Sorry. Again, unpaid commercial going on <laughs> right here. Waxworkrecords.com. They are great. Like I, I follow them on Instagram. That's how I found them in the first place, and I started looking at stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get stuff for
1: this. Uh, like. This lineup of albums basically looks like the, uh, the, the lineup at the Hollywood Theater. Yeah, they've got Ma- Mad God on here.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I liken um, this. Might be somewhat of a unfair comparison but i do liken what waxworks does with vinyl and horror um is what shout factory does with um horror and niche um mm. movies onto blu ray and 4k like they they will find a movie pay for you know pay for a new commentary pay for a new back matter Put together steel cases. Oh wow! Oh yeah, that's where like um, that's where I got my uh, Bucker Bonsai steel case from. Like, it, yes, Criterion Collection. I understand it's a fucking gold standard, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get my ship from Shop Factory because I get a lot of scary ship. Mm. It's great.
1: Candyman. Yep. Some, and, and
2: like these albums here
1: too.
2: are very. It's like forty dollars, forty-five dollars. I'm like, yeah, that's a very reasonable price.
0: Yeah, those are usually two albums. Yeah, a lot of times.
1: I uh, want to, I want to tell Christian about this, and and I don't.
0: Oh no! Oh, I'm pretty sure I've told him about Waxworks. Yeah, I think he probably already knows.
1: Ah, oh, false. No, I told Ruka
0: um, about it too. Then Light in the Attic has good stuff.
1: Well, now we're poor.
0: Now
2: you're
1: poor. Now
0: you are poor. From I think
2: the last album from them I got from Merrick was the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Ooh, that's this four albums. It is.
3: Oh, look at
1: that cover. It is. That's gorgeous.
2: Fucking gorgeous. The this is what they. I think I got her. This one.
1: They have dragged me to hell.
0: Yeah, I have it. Shocking. I'm
2: trying to remember if I got her this one or if I got her the spatter. I may have gotten her the better mm. once, but the the album artwork is done by Franco Francavilla. Yeah, who did like who's part and parcel responsible for the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Because he was the artist on um, Archie after uh, after Life with Archie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what spawned all of that.
1: The Chilling Adventures. So it yeah,
2: spawned the Chilling Adventures. It spawned all of the uh, the forays into horror for Archie Comics it gave us Riverdale. Is Berlanti, mm-hmm. for the longest, Greg Berlanti is like, I would love to adapt uh, Archie Comics, but I can't, there's nothing I can do. And then read um, Afterlife with Archie and went. Got it. I'm going to go fucking David Lynch on Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, what I'm going to do. And he did.
0: Um, I haven't been on Waxbooks in a long time. I get their email and they don't always click on it. I didn't realize there were some Scores on here, I've wanted for a while.
2: Oh, oh no.
0: Um, fucking, I've got that. But Phil Tippett's Mad God, yep, is on there. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft Country is on here. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Um, I just,
1: uh, I just passed by. Uh, they've got the Babadook.
0: Babadook. 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 When you open it, it's the Babadook Ooh. pops up in the middle. It goes, Baba. <laughs> I'm. I think Merrick and I have talked about that score before.
2: I have finally learned uh, just last, late last year, why the Babadook is um,
0: an gay icon. I've read about it, but then I forget. Yeah, explain it to me again. It was filed
2: on Netflix under LGBTQ. Oh. There is nothing inherently gay in the movie,
1: Uh, or about. The Baba Duke itself.
2: Right. Oh it's the fact that it was miscategorized. <laughs> so people watched it and went, fine, Baba Duke's gay. The... And they just I went, no, it. Baba Duke's gay icon. That's that's all it is.
1: I'm I support this. Yeah, they
2: what like I learned this from um uh Chainsaw Matinee, because they're the ones that oh, talked yeah. about it. Okay. and I'm like Son of a bitch. That's why. It's like, I've wondered all this time. That's why the Babadook is a gay icon. Thank you, Chainsaw Matinee.
1: Fantastic. Alright, I'm going to close Waxwork yeah, now because... That's
2: a good idea. We should we should all do that.
1: I'm not going to be able to focus on anything else.
2: Uh, I think sh- the last trailer to talk about is uh, Ant- the latest trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania.
1: I believe so.
0: Yes. Modoc pitches.
2: <laughs> I'm glad that it's still Peyton Reed. So this is uh, Peyton Reed's third. Third? Yeah. It, like, he directed Ant-Man 1 and 2. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. This is right. his third. So, like, you know, sometimes they change directors. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, uh. I say this at work a lot. I've been saying this for probably the past six months. Cool. Um, this is my nerd prediction. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, when we are in the quantum realm, the, the we are going to be introduced to the Richards family. You think it's going to happen in this one? I think that's where they... Classically, the Fantastic Four went into space, was hit by cosmic rays, came back to Earth, had powers. Yeah. Well, we would have known about that by now, right? Right. So I, I posit that the Richards family went into the quantum realm, gained powers, have been stuck there since... I don't know the 60s haven't aged. I could see that and then meet up with uh, Ant-Man and family and then come back to the MCU.
0: Hmm. Oh, I could see that. So
2: th- so that way you you have their adventures, they already have powers, they have their origin
0: yeah, I don't want another origin, for yeah, sure.
2: But that way it still fits within the... It's like, how do you do this? How do they get their powers? Right. Like, oh, okay. Quantum realm. Quantum yeah. realm powers. That makes
0: sense. I always figured it was going to be quantum realm one way or another because spa- space in the 60s made sense. But now you can't have them being space and... Right. You
1: know. No, we already know... Well, within the con- context of the Marvel Universe, we already know it's out there.
3: Yeah,
1: exactly. Um. So, but... Explain to me what what is the the quantum realm exactly?
2: I'm not a scientist. I'm not either, and, and I feel like can't exactly.
0: I feel like it's more of a creation of the MCU than Marvel six one six, but I could be completely mistaken.
2: I mean, sort of. The it it is. It's where it it's filling in for the negative zone. Okay, that sure. It's essentially the it, it's the space within space between spaces. It is um, parallel dimensions that exist within our within our reality. Um, that that's how the negative zone always was. There was this bug headed uh, overlord named Anulus that uh, or Nihilus that uh, was always taking on the fantastic form. I forgot about him. And so I feel like this is there. Like Kang has always been directly an opponent of the Avengers. Yeah. And by doing introducing him through Scott Lang, Scott Lang has never classically taken on any of these characters. Mm. No. uh -uh. Scott Lang is not the is not Hank Pym. He's not the person who made up all this science. He's the guy that stole stuff. Mm-hmm. He stole a suit, um, and then became a hero. Um, the trailer has the most Scott Lang line I have ever heard in an Ant Man movie. It's <laughs> glorious. Um, but the, so that that's kind of what I think the quantum realm is. It's it's a space with between spaces, and it time operates differently there, which is why they use that as a nexus point to get f- um, from one timeline to another. Yeah, gotcha. it is the place where time is a flat circle.
0: I, yeah, I can see now that that, yeah. that tracks totally,
3: for sure. Um,
1: a reality where all concepts of time and space become irrelevant as you shrink for all eternity. But yeah. the shrinking part is specific to the Ant-Man technology. Right? Yes,
2: but I, I don't think that that is necessarily a component of. Like, I don't think that you're, it's just because you're at the subatomic level. I think it's partially that, but also not. Like, what is size?
1: Right. Well, no, that's why I'm like, I think the shrinking part is specific to yeah. the the situation when he said it. But the, the explanation that... Um, a reality where all concepts of time and space become irrelevant right. mm-hmm. is is the the definition there. Yep. Uh, like you were saying, flat circle.
2: Yep, time is a flat circle.
0: Yes, um, and I think that kicks off like Marvel for the year too.
2: Yeah, it really does because it's in February. Yeah. Um, so here here is what I think supports my theory. And again, I, I I wanted it out there so we can say you heard
0: it on Geek from sure. the City. Probably get city. stuff right a lot of times and never get credit for it. Um
1: <laughs> Well, I mean we didn't we didn't make it up. Yeah.
0: The, when, uh, other things too.
2: When I got home yesterday, Merrick is like, What is like what is this bullshit about um the Adam Driver is Reed Richards? I'm like what? What? Yeah, so like, that's been rumor floating like, around. Yeah, so apparently this them. rumor. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna call bullshit, and I think it's bullshit from the studio. If I, if I was putting out Ant Man next month and I had the Fantastic Four in it, I would totally leak rumored castings of someone who's really not in the running for a character right. for a future movie because you've already cast and filmed. You all would, of those characters.
1: You would spread inaccurate rumors. Exactly. Do you think maybe I, it's I a, like a post credit thing? Maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, there's a lot of Marvel this year. Yeah. I mean, they're make they're paying catch-up now. Because, yeah, we start with Ant-Man on the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I feel like going to be a fucking tearjerker, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, yeah, Gunn's going to give you all the feels for this last outing of the team.
2: And I know that the, there are rumors now circulating about Captain America 4.
0: Yes. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 is this year.
2: Which doesn't directly link to MCU. No,
0: no. These are just yet. Marvel movies this year. Not yet. Yeah. Um, uh, well, and the Marvels are definitely also going to have a weird connection stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. Because
0: mm. that's going to get all timey-wimey and quantumy and stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this isn't connected but the movie that nobody really wants is Craven the Hunter Who
2: is Craven?
0: He's a Spider-Man villain.
2: I know who Craven oh, is. Oh, sorry. Who is
0: playing? <laughs> I was Craven? like you should know that. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll look it up. Uh Russell have- Crowe is playing Craven. But in this one this Craven, he's it's, a it really is Aaron Taylor-Johnson, is it? Okay. Why? I'm
1: sorry. What 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 movie is he gonna be in? Craven
0: the Hunter. Hunter. Craven's a cool Spider-Man villain. Wait,
1: right. Which movie is he in? Craven,
0: Craven the Hunter.
1: Hunter. The it's a self-titled album. It yeah. Okay. Yeah, just <laughs> I like, don't just see like that on Mor-
0: Just like Morbius, it'll be it'll be Craven time.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So then it's 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 is it separate then? Because I don't see it here in the Phase Five lineup. It's no, it's not Sony.
0: Part of MCU. Yeah. It's Sony. Okay. Cool. I'm on a site that just right. says everything that's Marvel connected this year. But in this one, he's a um, he's a wildlife preserver. Not the world's greatest big game hunter hunting the most dangerous game, which is Spider-Man. It, it's bad. They are trying to create a backdoor anti-hero uh, Sinister Six movie so badly. Um, wow. With the vulture, I Morbius. Did... It's so and bad.
2: I did start watching some footage that... I thought was a fan made trailer. I didn't realize they were oh. actually
0: oh man, the Craven one. Yeah, I knew it was happening. I didn't know it was happening this year.
2: I no, I knew it was happening too. I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize it was already coming out and that it was already cast and filmed. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kick ass. He was the MCU's Quicksilver, R&D. right? Um he's in that Brad Pitt bullet train movie that no one watched in the theater. And no one watched. Has, everyone has apparently discovered now that it's on streaming. Yeah
0: um, it's not that good.
2: <laughs> I don't expect that it is. It it's, looks
0: dumb. yeah, it is.
2: It looks like I will enjoy it over a beer, but yeah, yeah yeah I I wasn't gonna go watch it in the theater.
0: It makes me miss the snack cars on the bullet train. Cause mm-hmm. those are magical. Mm-hmm. You get like fresh fucking steam buns and red bean.
2: Yeah. But he's apparently he's in that and he's has some great scenes. I had really wanted, I, I'm sorry. I wanted Keanu Reeves as Craven the Hunter.
0: I think he's got, I think they have sites for him for a bigger MCU role.
2: Who, who the fuck is he going to play in the MCU
0: at this point? See, I can see him as a older Reed Richards. More than Adam Driver. But I don't know who you put as.
1: They've already got John Krasinski.
0: That's true. Bean, who would you put Keanu Reeves in in Marvel?
1: I'm not equipped to answer that question. So I
0: threw it on you. Because I'm not either. I can't. No one say The Punisher.
1: uh, I don't give a shit. Nobody Um, does.
0: uh, Again. You know... They have looped
2: in the Netflix Marvel. Et- oh, that's right. Yeah. So they have the Punisher. They have a
0: Punisher. That's right. I forgot. It's that one dude
2: whose name I can't remember.
0: Right um, now. can't protect a Rick from the Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, him.
1: Frank. No, yeah. that's his character name. Uh, we all know what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, that guy. Um.
0: Well, and also if Marvel's smart. They'll in between him filming Warhammer. I know this is kind of on the nose, but they should snag Henry Cavill as Captain Britain and give us a fucking Excalibur movie already.
1: I didn't realize that they were bringing back Daredevil.
0: Yeah, all of them. Yep.
2: Have you not watched She-Hulk?
1: I didn't know he was getting a show back. I thought oh, it was yeah. just oh, a yeah. fun thing that they did.
2: Oh, no. Yeah. And they've already... I mean,
1: gay for Charlie Cox, you know? I love that.
0: It's what I do. Yeah, I'm a Hulk. Fact- I smash things. <laughs> Sometimes Matt Murdock. Sometimes I smash Matt Murdock. Um, Yes, John
2: Bernthal. Thank you. Um, yeah. Rob yeah, the, Space
0: Knight. Normie or a monster? They're already talking about. Beck says, I hey. can't hear anything. Sometime I hit mute on Restream. Sorry, guys.
2: Oh. That's on me. It's fine now. Okay.
0: Um, I don't know how far back it went, but I'll be able to correct it with cards and shit.
2: I think only by a minute. So, thanks, Beck. So the rumors around Secret Wars are that Ghost Rider will be in it, and it'll be Nick Cage.
1: I was just going mean, to say, wasn't Nick the, night, the Ghost Rider once upon a time? He was.
0: Mm-hmm. Two movies. Uh, the Two. movies aren't very good, but I will forever love it for the first one, for that scene with, is it? Chris Christopherson? That's the old west ghost rider? He's like, I got enough in me for one more ride. It is not Chris
2: Christopherson. It is. Or is
0: it um, Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Yeah, even better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember not enjoying the first one.
0: It's not good. But that scene where it's Nick on the cycle, Sam Elliott on the horse as the western ghost rider.
2: I I enjoy it for it being a bad Nick
0: Cage movie. Yeah. The second one's even weirder. Because I do believe is. that involves Ghost Rider fire
1: peeing on someone. I think that was in the trailers or something. Yeah, I, possibly. That feels familiar, but I really don't see myself having well, seen the second one. He did one. another
0: movie like a year later where his character was actually sent to hell and he broke out to save his daughter. And it was called like Drive Angry or something. I'm like, that's the fucking Ghost Rider movie. Yeah. Yep. And it was that was entertaining. I was like, what the- okay, great.
2: Yeah, Drive Angry was with uh um, It's called
0: Drive Angry, was that it?
2: Mm-hmm. What's her name? Oh, Amber Heard.
0: The deeply problematic person. Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Less said about her the better. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: both of them. Her and her and Johnny. Like the less said, the better. Yep. Moving on. Yep. Moving on. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good. lot. That is a lot. Though. I think for we a, did a lot tonight for, um, not reviewing glass. <laughs> like we were supposed to. Sorry, bean. I completely spaced.
2: I think we've got like, uh, yeah, I think we, we need a bit of a, a, a planning day too, to go, okay. So what do we want to do now?
0: Right. It's yeah. We can do that.
2: What do we want to do?
0: I, I know that people want us to do more interviews. I know that we're planning on doing more yeah, we're working on it. I got to hit up Greg and Mike Henderson because they've got an image book in March okay. called Forged to talk about, which sounds a lot of fun. Cool. Um, I tried to get Sarah Solara on the show, but timing-wise, it doesn't work. Okay. Even at 7 p.m. our time, that's 4 a.m. in Barcelona. Oof.
1: Um. Yeah, that's yeah weird for her. Um. I'm sure we could try to figure something out on an off day. Yeah,
0: we could because you know season the brew drops on January twenty fifth. Woo! The first and, trade,
2: and I believe that you're doing something to celebrate. I that, I am
0: it? on Saturday, January 29th from three to five p.m. I will be on books with at books with pictures to do a signing. Yay! Yeah, there'll be all kinds of cool stuff there. So come see. Uh, we may or may not be trying to lock down a taco cart for the signing. We just got to make sure it's okay with the food carts that are in their parking lot. Oh, that yeah,
2: are there not? Is there not already a taco?
0: There's not, cart? amazingly.
1: That's I'm offended.
0: Yeah, well, they're surrounded by them, though. There's a couple like within a block. Mm. I'm offended, but no, I'm super jazzed. It'll be fun. Oh,
1: like,
3: I, it,
0: it's
2: division, there's nothing like every other block isn't, is a food, pod,
3: food <laughs> Yeah. Cart
1: pod. I
0: thought you were gonna say something,
1: I was, but it's not important. We can talk about it later. Oh, okay, absolutely so, bad. yeah.
0: Um, and, and yeah and the other, yep yeah. looking hmm? forward to that thank you yeah the other cool thing we got to finally release the uh david aja cover today
1: yay Thanks.
0: which oh my god i've been sitting you guys i've been sitting on this for a long time a year the cover well we knew he was doing one for a year probably sitting on it for nine months okay. like the finished artwork okay yeah uh can't say what it's going to be for yet like how it's going to be available but it will be available so, keep eyes out for that, or just keep following me and Sarah and Oni and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I've
2: added that to my calendar.
0: Me so too. It means that. our Ravenloft game is going to be late that Saturday. You mentioned. But I'm still doing it. I'm done at five. <laughs> That'll be a good Saturday. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that about does it. Plus, the battery's dying on my laptop.
1: Oh,
3: wow.
0: so.
1: All right, let's get out of here. With
0: that, I am Aaron Duran. I'm Pina Rita. And I am Cable Hashita. And we will talk to everybody next week.
1: Bye.